0: Hebrews chapter six, verses one through 12. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. For the land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it produces a crop useful for those whose sake it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God but if it bears thorns and thistles it is worthless and near to being cursed and its end is to be burned though we speak in this way yet in your case beloved we feel sure of better things things that belong to salvation for god is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do and we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. All right. Well, we're pressing into Hebrews 6, which is one of the more discussed and disagreed upon passages of scripture. Um, you know, we obviously see themes of the uh the ability to lose salvation or not. And, you know, I I think it's easy for us to really just only zoom in on kind of the stern warning about those who, who fall away from the faith and crucify Christ once again through their unbelief. But I, I think it's easy to also miss that that warning is followed up with a great word of encouragement and comfort in verse nine, that in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation so there's obviously a lot of balance, a lot of mystery in this passage. Mm-hmm. What are y'all's thoughts on what the pa- the author of Hebrews is trying to unpack in this passage?
1: Yeah, so I think that's a fantastic point that you're making, Will. Um, this is one of those passages where we can get lost in the weeds a little bit. and And if we do, then I think we run the risk of missing a lot of blessing that is meant to be conveyed. And some very helpful instruction that can lead to our very practical good. Yeah. What I mean by that is, you know, so I, I think a huge thing that chapter six is doing, at least the the beginning parts, is it's encouraging us to, to maturity. Mm, it's saying, yeah. you know, keep going. Uh, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Don't merely uh, dine and feast on spiritual milk, but move on towards solid food. Eat that food. And and so you, you get this... Uh, um, list of things that, you know, these are good things. They're not to me demeaned, but this isn't the, the only thing that you need to be wrestling with and understanding as a Christian. So continue on in your knowledge of these greater things. And, yeah. and here's what happens if you do. If you continue to mature and you continue to grow, one, uh, you're going to have uh, uh, fruit be produced in you. And it's gonna result in the uh, verse 11 and 12, and we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. That full assurance of hope, not everybody has a sort of assurance within them that they know and enjoy God and everything's good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean that they don't know God, but one of the ways that we can grow in and possess this sort of full assurance of hope is by continuing on in the faith with earnestness and yeah. with, with, mm-hmm. um, um, urgency. And so uh, I think this is a, a wonderful call and motivator for us to to keep going, to keep growing, yeah. uh, you know, hand
2: to the plow. I, I taught this passage every year to our high school seniors, um, on the mission trip we would go on. And, uh, and I would ask them to question their salvation. And I would do this mm-hmm. on the first night we were together, and uh, and I would always catch a lot of flack for it. But I think it's good Crisis. to wrestle with
1: like the first night:
2: Do I know the Lord or do I not? Because yeah. there's a lot of people. Uh, we've been talking about this some with um, with the young adults. There's a lot of folks that call themselves Christian, right? Right, like all over the world, but especially in America. And yet you're like, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there. Because the, the reason we question is because of what the illustration that's given here describes. For the land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and produces a crop useful to those whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless, near to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. What we see here is the author of Hebrews is saying, look, if you really know the Lord, your life will bear proof yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is a lot of people, I do think it's fascinating that at the beginning, the basic parts of the faith, um, repentance, yeah. faith, um, washings, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Those are the basics. Right. And maybe we've done people a disservice because that's like all seminary level stuff. Like nah. he's like, no, these are the basics. Yep. This is like the mechanics of being a believer. Let's learn that and move past it. There's more to Christianity than just that um but he says this is so interesting a person can be enlightened meaning i understand there's a god a person can taste the heavenly gift they can appreciate jesus a person can share in the holy spirit i can go to a worship service and sense that there's something amazing happening Uh, i can taste the goodness of the word of god i can even hear the scriptures read and be be moved Mm. Um, i can understand oh there are powers of the age to come and yet I can still not be a believer in that whole process right. the Lord is is not unlike the I always call it like the person at publix you know that's like you can try the sample of the meal but it doesn't mean I've had the meal mm. but I think the Lord in his goodness gives us a taste of himself mm. he's given a lot of people a taste of himself and a lot of folks would call that a religious experience but it doesn't mean that they've been born again mm-hmm. and and it causes a lot of a, a lot of existential crisis where they're like man but I walked an aisle one time or I was moved in a service one time why is my life not matching up maybe it's cause to pause right there and say was the lord letting me experience him taste and see that he is good my life hasn't produced any useful crops according to this illustration. So in that case, I think I do, I should be nervous. It's not that I've lost my salvation. It's that I've never had it. Yeah. You know, I think it can oh, yeah. I think it's that simple. And I think that's why he gives us this illustration in verses seven and eight to say, no, 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 it's it's simple. If you've really known Christ mm-hmm. and the power of the resurrection and you've been born again, your life will begin to bear some useful fruit it doesn't mean we're going to live perfect it doesn't mean we're not going to stumble we all stumble in many ways but there is a sign of the perseverance of the saint mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that person yeah.
0: yeah
1: yeah that's so good Thomas and it strikes me that your pastoral sensitivities are on display there you know you you go on this trip and you ask this question and that might spin some people off towards an existential crisis in maybe an inappropriate way because they do know God but but they're prone to to doubt or questioning. But on the other hand, it feels like we are so quick to want to assure somebody of their right standing with God on the basis of nothing. Mm,
0: Absolutely. When
1: when there are times where the most appropriate and loving thing to do, the kindest thing to do is to warn them, hey, it doesn't seem like you actually know God. Or that's a question at at minimum that's worth asking because it might be embarrassing. It might be, strange it might feel like uh you know this um invalidates my childhood or something but at the end of the day what's most important it's knowing and enjoying god right it's being found in him it's having peace with god and so uh it strikes me a wonderfully helpful and kind thing to do not to be mean and have everybody trying to question their salvation but to to have them ask some some searching and difficult questions from time
2: to time because we want to be found in him right that's right yeah. it's so nice to be able to come back and and say no i know i know the lord or to come back from that question and say maybe i've just known about the lord mm. Mm. because in first john 5 john says i write you these things that you may know that you have eternal life we're not of a faith where we have to wait till we die and get before God and say, I wonder if he's going to, wonder if he's going to receive me or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're of a faith where we can know that we know the Lord. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I think what's really helpful for
0: me in understanding this passage, because this is one of those that has, you know, I'm kind of like a, a type of person to question and be like, Oh gosh, well like, does this mean I might fall away? And, um, like be the next worship leader, you know, ministry person who who leaves it all. I, I think what's really interesting when you look through this l- list of verbs, those who have once been enlightened, and, and um, looking at the kind of breaking down that Greek in the Step Bible, it's that that verb is also like to to shine upon, like those who have been mm-hmm. shined upon, who have been given light. Um, who have tasted the heavenly gift, shared in or partnered with the Holy Spirit, tasted the goodness of God, that, or goodness of the word of God, those are all experiential verbs, right? Like it's it's things that are happening to this person. I think what's interesting that's not listed here is the idea of faith. Mm -hmm. And, And that is, you know, in the narrative of Hebrews, we're we're really headed full steam towards like Abraham's about to enter the picture in tomorrow's reading, and what we what we believe as Christians is, is that salvation comes through faith in God, right. and, and you know that Abraham believed and it was counted to him as righteousness, mm-hmm. and, and you know I I think that this is the the warning of the passage is that you can experience these things of God and yet not cast yourself headlong into the, the mercy of God and, and not have faith that that is your only hope in life and death. And I think what we're going to begin to see is that, like you said, this passage is not telling us that our faith or our beliefs are kind of like this role in the, roll the dice and and see if we're good with god when we die but this is a call to press on past just tasting the good word of god and seeing the light and into believing it and that is counted to us as righteousness
2: amen well for jackson randall and will carlisle i'm thomas nelson thanks for listening to our daily rhythm